Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite & Marble. Henley Granite & Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygraniteandmarble.co.uk, quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome back to the Iron Brew podcast, Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, Matt Ellis. Uh, now, obviously, it's been a while since Scunthorpe has played a couple of games. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. Now, the original plan was that we were going to do one, I think, about two weeks ago now to cover the Cheltenham game that was on the Tuesday night and the Exeter game from that weekend. But obviously, as you know, because of the COVID situation, which started just before the Cheltenham one, really, with Lillis and uh, Cox not being at that game, a couple of players as well were out with it. And then as it went on through the week, and we know what happened before, Exeter and we can have a chat about that if we want to I mean we know that the club didn't want that game to happen and I think even though we did lose 3-1 if you think back that performance considering that team was probably put together on the morning or the night before I think it was it was quite a decent performance I know we did lose in the end but it was encouraging and and Cheltenham to some extent uh, it was certainly better than the Cambridge game so it was going in the right direction I think Uh, of course then the next three games including Salford were suspended weren't they Uh, because we were unable to field the team basically Um, so I think let's start with that shall we Um, obviously goes without saying as we always have done so far anybody that um, had, had COVID or indeed still has it we know that some weren't back to the squad yet obviously we wish them the best but it's been a really difficult time hasn't it these last two weeks for the club yeah it has definitely and um, obviously the club weren't happy about that Exeter game and I think you know I think everyone kind of agrees that that game should have been postponed and, and if it had and, and there wasn't that coach trip down to Exeter which was you know it was unnecessary um and to have two players leaving the coach midway, mid-journey, you know, that, that puts everyone at risk on, on the coach. And uh, it, was, it was probably inevitable, really, um, what was going to happen after that. So I think the, the Football League do have questions to answer about that. I know they've kind of launched an investigation into it, but I think they need to look at um, you know their, their policies with regards to this, because I think it's going to be something that kind of carries on and rumbles on throughout the season. Um, obviously, coronavirus isn't going to go away anytime soon um i wouldn't have thought so you know they've got to get something in place because that was just unacceptable really um and then that's you know that's had a knock-on effect um and even up up until today and, and this game today obviously players not coming back until sort of this morning into the club this morning some yesterday and, and some not until tomorrow uh, makes it very difficult to prepare for the game and i know we'll, we'll go into today's game in a bit more detail i don't think you can use um, coronavirus as an excuse but um, it, it's not ideal and uh, I think you know it's been a very difficult couple of weeks for the club um, as you say Brad obviously everyone ho- hopefully everyone's all right everyone's through it now and, and um, on the way to recovery the ones that were kind of showing symptoms things like that um, but yeah uh, very tricky couple of weeks um, hopefully we're through it now because you know we need to get some players back in the building um, and we need to start you know really <laughs> kind of knuckling down and, and trying to find a way to win a couple of games because at the minute it's looking pretty desperate. I think one thing to consider as well, we're just jumping back ever so slightly, um, in regards to that Exeter game, you know, as we said, the club wanted it off. I think fans wanted it off. I think the, the ruling at the time, wasn't it, was didn't the EFL say if you have 13 players fit and able to play that you have to play the game? I think that was right, wasn't it? I think the thing uh, for me and for other fans as well is that there doesn't seem to be a consistency from the EFL. You know, we, as you say, this is not going away and it's something that's happened quite a lot this season. You look at other clubs, I mean, obviously Grimsby are one. I think Tranmere were one. They were forced to play, weren't they, against Salford? They got that late draw. It was 2 all, wasn't it? Uh, I think Leighton Orient are another one. You know, it, it happens to clubs all over the place. Uh, and it just seems, maybe, maybe they know more. You know, they probably do know more behind the scenes. But it seems to fans that 
clubs don't really know where they stand in regards to getting a game off. And, you know, in terms of safety, as you're saying, that's a game that shouldn't have been ahead. And it's not, it's nothing on the club. It's, it's on the EFL that. I think you're right. And I think just as you were saying that, Brad, I was thinking the main word here is, is inconsistency and, um, and, and what clubs, <clears throat> like what level they need to be at in terms of COVID and things like that before they can get a game off. And I think that we, we looked at, you look at Grimsby, um, there, was, there was some people around there saying that it was just a youth team, a couple of youth team players. But at the time, I think <clears throat> I think Grimsby's squad was relatively unfit. I heard Holloway moaning about that quite a lot. So I think they were probably pushing for the game to be off, not just because of COVID reasons, but because that was an excuse. And, and they were, well, pretty shit, weren't they? So, And I think they were they were looking to get some more match fitness, really, before they played more league games, which is a bizarre um, position to be in at the start of the season. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, th- I think... Can, inconsistency really is, is the main thing. And, and, you know, off the top of my head, I, I don't know what the threshold is. How many players do you need to have out or um, with COVID before you can request some sort of postponement? Because, you know, it's, it's pretty pretty um, grim for us, wasn't it? With obviously the management team out and, you know, stuff like that. So I think that <clears throat> if that the kind of transparency would help. Um, and if that needs to come from the club <clears throat> or the AFL, um, so be it. Because let's be honest, it's probably not going to come from the AFL. And they're not exactly great at... Uh, uh, you know, convey messages to anybody, are they? So, <clears throat> but it, of course, didn't really give us the best period of preparation for this game. Not that we can really use that as an excuse for today's result, but um, it's incredibly trying times for the club at the minute. And as you said, Matt, we just need to just to find some points from somewhere um, because what are we seven seven losses on the bounce? And before that, I think it was the win against Carlisle, which was. You know, we could have gone either way, to be quite honest. So, um, you know, we're, we're in a pretty hard place at the moment um, for Scunthorpe United fans and for the club. And at the minute, to be honest, I uh, I can't see it getting any better. Yeah, I think you're right with the inconsistency. I think that's that's the key thing. And even on that weekend, obviously we saw Swindon uh, get their game postponed. And, you know, they're quite good at that, aren't they? Obviously last season. <laughs> um, but... I did agree with uh, Richie Wellens. I know he's obviously moved on on Salford now, but I did agree with um, kind of what he was saying. And you know, he wasn't able to be at the game. His, his management team weren't there, and it does kind of it's the integrity of the competition as well is is kind of um, lost a little bit. Especially, you know, I, I'm not saying you know um, Muzzy and, and obviously Nathan Stanton were there and Jordan Clark, you know, helping out and, and doing the best. But you know, it's, it's not the same as having the full management team there. So I did agree with him um, there. And it was obviously, you know, they, they got public health involved and managed to get their game called off, but they didn't have half as many cases as we did. So again, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just crazy really. I mean, it, the inconsistency um, just, just doesn't um, make sense. And I think there just needs to be a set kind of, um, you know, it needs to be set in stone what happens um, because if you've got 13 players available, I mean, that, that doesn't really, um, I mean, we've got a big squad, so we, we had 13 players available, but then we didn't have half the management team or, or the management team and, and um, some of our better players who, who were missing. So it's, yeah, they've got to kind of come to um, some conclusion with it, but um, they've got to stop the inconsistency because it's just unfair, really. Well, you look at those players, I mean, and actually I've got my notes in front of me from the episode that we were planning on doing before, and I've just jotted a few down that, you know, we were basically left with essentially to start with the likes of Beeston, Rowe, Hornshaw, Green, you know, they're all playing. And like I say, at the start, yes, it was 3-1. I think that third goal was like really disappointing because I don't think it was a particularly like a 3-1 performance. I thought it was it was quite commendable the way that we, you know, put ourselves out there um, considering, you know, some of those players had hardly any uh, like football league experience really have they uh, another one making his debut on that day was of course Mark Howard and we signed him midweek in between the Cheltenham and the Exeter game so let's just have a little chat about him so obviously a goalkeeper we've got him to the end of the season uh, he's 34 he was a free agent I think the last club he was with was Blackpool um, he's also played for the likes of Sheffield United you know I think Bolton as well um, and yeah so far the two games we've seen obviously today um, Exeter there was that mistake on the second goal in in the extra game where it sort of it was hit at him and it sort of went through him really didn't he I don't know if conditions played a part of that or not it was poor either way apart from that he's I've been really impressed with him actually I think there's not really a goal that I would fault him on um he looks fairly commanding his distribution's good he looks it looks solid and I think you know he's he's a good addition to the club 
Yeah, you'd expect him to be. I think he's he's got you know plenty of experience at, at 34, and uh, yeah, as you said, I think the main word is is solid. He, he looks pretty capable, doesn't he? And I think that um, <clears throat> you know, despite the fact that we we obviously decried how bad Watson was, I think that I was just speaking to Matt earlier before this, and I think that it shows that it, it wasn't just the goalkeeper that we had problems with. The defense is still shambolic, isn't it? But um, <clears throat> you know, just for, focusing on the goalkeeper, he seems like a you know a, a good signing, and and it, there's a bit of experience there, and he is pretty solid, and hopefully he'll give the defense a, a bit more confidence. Um, but you know, we're really in evidence today, was it? Unfortunately, but I think that you know it. We cried out for it, and and it. I'm, I'm amazed it took the club that long to decide that it was time to bring a, an experienced goalkeeper, and they could have done it in the summer for Christ's sake. But they did it eventually, so I suppose we 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 need to sort of celebrate that. You know, I mean, we have to find little wins anywhere we can at the minute. But yeah, he looks pretty good, and hopefully he'll he'll stay fit for most of the season, and uh, you know, retain the number one spot. Well, he pulled some good saves as well in that extra game. There was two or three that I noted down of significance. There was one again today, which I think we can chat about a little bit later on. That I mean, their striker didn't make the most of it, but he, it was another good save. So I think already, you know, I have confidence in him. Yeah, he does look quite assured. And today he's obviously made a good stop at a crucial time as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely what we needed. Um, having said that, you know, I think it does underline that, that Rory Watson wasn't the only issue. I think we've got plenty of issues um, mainly defensively but I think all over the pitch there's there's things that, that need to improve really quickly um, but yeah it, it's a start I think once we get kind of a settled back four or a, a back five or whatever we're going to do um, we, we get uh, Harrison, the guy back in there and, and on a reset I think we'll look a bit better especially with Brown obviously um, you know, he's way off fitness-wise, I think, but um, today will do him some good. And I think when, when you get those three in and, and playing together, I think we might look a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I think it was, it's a positive step. I think it was needed. Um, obviously, Watson had a little injury as well, didn't he? So um, that was probably the reason we got that done. Um, because you're looking at the two kind of backup keepers and, and for me, uh, I've not seen anything from, from them in the friendlies and things like that, that that say they're ready to step up. So um, I think it was a necessity and um, yeah, he's, he's been okay so far. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Right, let's move forward then. So as we say at the start, after that Exeter game, you know, the EFL actually did allow us to postpone games this time. It was the Salford, Colchester, Port Vale. Uh, and so I so said, that's three games, but it was only within the space of about a week, wasn't it? It was Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So even though, you know, a lot of games have passed, it's not been all that long. Um, I would argue as well that because of that slight upturn in the performance, they would have probably wanted to, to kick on, carry on into that Salford game, take a little bit of momentum there. Um, how how difficult do you think it has been preparing? Because obviously, as we know, it's a precaution. Even the players that um, weren't you know, uh, either diagnosed as a positive test or having to self-isolate, uh, they were kept away from the club, I think, for about a week, weren't they, just for safety? So I, I really do get the impression that Neil Cox generally didn't know who was going to be available until, you know, probably yesterday in terms of this uh, game in the FA Cup against Solihull Moors. And how, you know, how difficult do you think that is for, well, a manager, but also the squad, you know, not knowing who you're going to be playing with, if you're going to be playing, you know, it must be so difficult to get a, a team ready for that game. Yeah, not ideal is it um, and at the minute <clears throat> where we kind of need all the time we've got on the training pitch with the with the players especially given our league form it's, it's uh, certainly um, far from ideal but it kind of sums up the situation with, with everything for COVID and football and then there's no real certainties there and um, you know there's no real consistency in anything and I think that it's, it's difficult for the club, the players to know if they're coming or going, you know, for or for Cox to know what he's, what he's got to play with. And, and it kind of, it, it means that the team's almost drawn upon a day, doesn't it? And then you've kind of, you know, normally you'd, you'd spend a lot of time in, in training midweek with, with, a, with a kind of a lineup and, and a formation that you want to play against a certain team. And when you don't know which players can play where or who's going to be fit at the minute, then that really throws all that out of the window. So it's in, in terms of preparation, it's it's absolutely not ideal. And uh, given the, the form we're in at the minute, it's, it just compounds it really. 
I think there's one other point as well to bring up here. You mentioned that break and, you know, not knowing who's going to be available or, you know, in terms of Cox as well. There was a quote from him, I think it was on Radio Homicide before the game. I think that's where I heard it. And he was basically saying that he's, you know, he's used this time. He's had a look at the games, I think, previously, but also he was watching games from last season. Because obviously, as we know, he's been told things about players like McAtee, I guess, Issa as well. He said that, I'm thinking, around about the time of the Manchester City game, you know, that um, he's been telling, he's been told that they're, they're really good players and all of this. He's not necessarily seen that it's not been proven to him yet so I think that was quite interesting that he's been using this time to go back to games from you know before he was even at the club having a look at his players I suppose a move like that will I guess it just helps him to understand what he's got what he can work with and that it shows that he has still been using this time it's not just that they've been off away from the club and that they've all come back into the building this morning you know it, it shows it's still been ticking along is what I'm saying yeah and I think he needed to really I think a couple of players, obviously, they've, they've not been showing enough for him in training or, you know, when they've been given a chance. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good for him to go back. Obviously, he's done a lot of homework anyway in the, in the summer before he came in. He said he'd been watching games and um, watching tapes from last season. So, I think he'll have done that anyway. But um, I think it's, it's important he goes back and, and looks this season um, at where we've gone wrong and, and where we can improve because it's just not been good enough. So, and um, yeah, you'd expect him to do that really though, because at the end of the day, he's not just going to be sat there um, doing nothing. You know, he's obviously been in touch with the players. He's, he's kind of kept in touch with the players on Zoom and, and things like that. So um, yeah, it's, it's not as though he's just sitting doing nothing, but yeah, um, using his time wisely and uh, hopefully it pays off in, in the weeks to come. So let's go on to this game then, because obviously we were drawn against them about a week ago or 10 days ago. Uh, they are in National League, so one league below us. And I think that's something I think that's probably going to get highlighted quite a lot around fans and comments in regard to this game. And yes, you know, it, obviously it's I think very disappointing that we've gone out to a non-league team, but I don't actually think, and I would echo what Tom Newey said earlier on, that there is that much difference between bottom end League 2 and you know, the National League in general. I think, as he, as Tom Newey said, there is a difference between the top, you know, like a Forest Green, if they were playing Solihull Moors. But from where we are, there's, I mean, there's only really seven places or something like that. Are they eighth in, in the conference? I think something like that, aren't they? So there's not an awful lot of difference between us. Um, but So it was never really, I, I was never thinking that this was going to be a particularly easy game when we got drawn out the hat the other night. No, not at all. And you look at their squad, they've got some good experience in there. Um, there's a couple of players I would take at, at Scunthorpe, to be honest. Um, I know we obviously saw Jamie Ward last season. Uh, I thought he was good. Obviously had his injury problems and, and um, rumours of fallouts with Hurst, things like that. But, um, you know, he, he was a good player. Um, Christian Pierce again, he, he's been there and done it. Um, it seems an age since he played for us, doesn't it? But, um, again, a lot of experience in the Football League. And, and throughout their side, you know, the lad who scored the two penalties a lot of football league experience. So it was always going to be difficult, especially kind of the form we're in and the fact that we've not been in training. We've had two and a half weeks off, most of them, and the manager's not been able to see them and, and kind of get his message across until this morning. Um, so, yeah, it was always going to be difficult given they're a bit sharper than us. But again, you know, it's it's worrying because... I think most people saw this coming um, and whether the excuse of being off for two weeks is good enough in, in this situation, given kind of the goals we conceded and, and the manner of the defeat, I'm not sure. I, I don't think you can use it as an excuse. Um, and it's it's worrying because, you know, they're, they're kind of um, seventh or eighth in the conference. Um, I know the FA Cup, obviously, it's a one-off game. Um, there's a lot of league clubs gone out this weekend to, to non-league opposition. But really, I think it highlighted how poor the squad is and, and how poor kind of this side is at the moment without kind of getting the players back from injury. Um, and if we don't do that quickly, then you know, I, think, I think that's where we could be heading. Yeah, I mean, the longer it goes on, it just gets harder and harder, really, doesn't it? And it was a bit of a nightmare start, really, because it's only four minutes before the first goal. And um, obviously, Junior Brown back in the team, this is his first start. Um, 
he's not been with the club has he for quite a long time so I think lack of fitness as you lack of match fitness rather as you were saying earlier on I think that's probably played a part of his performance today but the ball initially goes under him he sort of get round and then he, he, he pushes him down basically doesn't he in the, in the box it's a penalty uh, another one that we've conceded obviously that happened at Cheltenham as well and previous games to that and I, there's no complaints really with that one is there I thought it was a penalty before the ref even blew for it it was yeah it was clear one for me and then it's you know it's four four minutes in the non-league side they're already one up it's it you could it could have gone very wrong from that moment on as we saw with Cambridge I think the first 10 minutes were a little bit difficult obviously they had the ball in there again but for that handball it would have been two nil Uh, after that we picked up but not a great start really it's not and it's it's not a one-off is it I mean we're talking about this um I don't know, three games now, is it, where we've conceded a penalty in the first five, ten minutes? Um, it's just, it's awful defending. I know, obviously, Brown's a little bit rusty. He's let that one under his foot, and he's got to do better with that. And he is better than that. You know, we, we've seen him last season. Um, we know what he can offer, and, and I think he will turn out to be a good signing, and he will improve. That said, you know, yeah, you, you can't legislate for that. But having said that, there's still three players um, after that that, were in and around who who could have done a little bit better there. Obviously, they all had a go at, at the guy that's that's run into the box, and um, yeah, it's a penalty. It's uh, it's a push, and um, it's a really sloppy one again to give away. It's basically a carbon copy of, of ones we've seen in recent weeks. Um, so we've just got to. It's it, it's difficult to know what to say because it's just the same thing happening time and time again. Um, and it's we're just not improving and we're not getting any better and we're not cutting out these silly mistakes and um, it's just it's really difficult to watch to be honest. It's unfortunate from from Brown and it's it's just what happens when you're not match fit you're not match sharp as you said it, rustiness and and stuff like that but also that it's kind of what happens when you decide to bring in experienced players when the season's you know well and truly kicked off and and they're not fit and they're going to come in and they're going to make these mistakes and it's 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 going to take time for them to get the fitness and the sharpness back and it, it just kind of puts us on the back foot you know you think you've finally brought a bit of experience they have experience into the team but you know you're still going to deal with the things that you 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 deal with with any player that's not played much football or not had a massive pre-season for fitness and things like that and it's going to be you know, d- difficult to deal with on the pitch, and and as we saw, it wasn't a great start, was it? And but you know, it wasn't just Brown's fault; it was pretty poor defending all all round. Um, but you know, another penalty given away. You know, how many penalties have we given away this season? It seems like hundreds. Um, I don't know what it is. We just seem to like giving penalties away. But you know, it's it's, it's not ideal. And uh, but you know, it, having said that, it was nice to see him start as well. So you know, it can only be good for his match fitness. Yeah, and then, as I say, we do get back into it fairly quickly. And for a team that's not scored an awful lot of goals this season, I suppose that is a positive from this game. We do get two. Um, that's, that's, that's what we've come to, really. Um, let's, let's have a look at the first one, then. Uh, I think it's worth highlighting Butroid there because it's come out from their defence, hasn't it? And he's, he's done well to keep it up there and, and get something on it. And McAtee takes it on a bit of a run. It cuts in. And... Whether he whether he crosses it, whether it's a shot, not entirely sure. I know Dunwall Turan was claiming that he had a touch on it. I don't think so. I think it went straight in for me. But uh, yeah, he just sort of hits it across and it just sort of goes in the bottom corner. What do you reckon, cross or a shot? Um, probably a cross for me, to be honest. But it was it was good work from Butroid initially. I thought I had a decent game, actually. I think he, he came out with a bit of credit for me. Um, yeah, he did. He did really well, and obviously McAtee's cut in good ball across. Whether it's a cross or a shot, you know, it's, it's really difficult to defend those. Um, almost impossible for the keeper to do anything. And I don't think Duran's got on the end of that one, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's just gone straight in. But yeah, that was um, a bright spark, really. And we, we need to see more of that from McAtee because he, he's certainly got that in his locker. Um, he's got that delivery. He's got that ability. Um, we saw it a few times today. I think he was starting to kind of get back in glimpses. You know, we saw what he could do. We saw a bit of creativity, which we've lacked. And I think he was a little bit unlucky when he when he was taken off, actually. I'd have probably kept him on because even though he wasn't having a massive influence on the game, he kept popping up and, and putting balls through and, and creating things. So, um, yeah, I would have probably left him on. But that said, you know, yeah, it's, it's a good goal. Um, They'll not be happy with it defensively because, again, um, it's kind of Duran's free, isn't he? And whether he touches it or not, they could be picking him up a little bit 
a bit tighter to him there. But yeah, um, and we probably deserve that actually, um, because as you say, I think we've seen in recent weeks where we've conceded early on and, and we've crumbled, um, we've done a little bit better. Um, we've kind of got back into the game and, and kind of steadied it down. Um, and we, we probably deserved that. We probably could have gone in, gone and got another one or another couple if if Turan was a bit more with it. But unfortunately, that, that didn't happen. So, um, yeah, it was it was a good goal and it was nice to see McAtee um, been a bit more involved than he has been in recent weeks. If it weren't for um, Loft Screamer at the start of the season, I think you'd probably say that would be our goal of the season. Yeah, maybe. I can't yeah. see him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and there isn't many to choose from, is there? Um, well, no, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, right. Let's let's just keep with the first half just a little bit. Um, you mentioned the, about Dunvald Turan, and yeah, I'd pick that up actually because I think from then on to the end of the first half, we had a bit of control about the game, really. As I mean, as you'd probably expect us to, um, but we had that momentum. We kept going with it. Turan got into there was a few balls into him where you'd think if he was a little bit more composed or maybe it was a different player up front we could have put two or three in and then you know it's 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 a very different game isn't it it probably wraps it up in the first half because I think they they were all right they weren't anything majorly special I thought they looked fairly organized like when they went on a counter um but I thought they were there for the taking and I think we we did enough we had enough of the ball we had enough momentum enough sort of attacking drive to some extent that if we'd have just been a little bit more clinical at the end, we'd have been all right in this game. Yeah, I mean, again, it comes down to that sharpness in front of goal. and We saw it at Exeter. Um, I was a little bit critical of Jarvis um, after that one because I thought he had some really good opportunities and he, you know, you can't fault, can't fault his effort. Um, but if he was, you know, a little bit sharper, taking those chances, we'd have got a draw out of that game. Um and I think that's that's the problem really with with some of these strikers. Um, are they are they up to it? I'm not too sure. Um, the sooner we can get Kev back on the pitch, the better, I think, because he's obviously scored on his return, um, which will, which will give him a boost. Um, but yeah, I think it's we we've just got to be a little bit more clinical because we're not creating that many chances at the moment. So when they come, you you've just got to take them. And there's there's a couple really he should do better with today. Um, I mean that one that was kind of pulled back for him when he when he just miss kicks it should be in the back of the net and you're right I think if we do score that um, again we might be talking about a different game but yeah it's, it's fine margins again and then and then after that really we kind of go to pieces yeah and that's obviously in the second half and let's let's talk about that uh, that second goal that we concede there because in the initial build up it's I mean it's corner isn't it the, the players out wide it's I think he's got a man on him anyway. He goes across. It's late. It's a bit lazy. He, he brings him down. There's, I don't think there's any real need to do it. He gets his first booking of the game. Uh, and it, it leads to that free kick, doesn't it? And should, should we, do you want to just have a word with, about corner bef- and maybe the defence in general before we go on to the specifics of the goal? Yeah, well, I mean, there's two players I'd, I'd like to talk about briefly. I mean, Cordner's the first one. Um, and early on in the season, I thought we'd signed a decent player. Uh, he looked quite strong, looked quite good on the ball. Um, comfortable at the back. The only real criticism you could have you could have had was that maybe at times he was he was overplaying it and got a little bit lucky when he was kind of leaving it a bit late and he, he'd flick the ball over the, the striker's head and you know, he got away with it. But there were those kind of instances where you were thinking, oh god, you know, it's a bit uh, there was a mistake in there. Um, but since then he, he's been awful really, and um, I think that's been kind. And uh, today again, he was just. I'm not sure what it was. I mean, he looked off the pace anyway. Um, he looked he looked unfit. Um, and it's just basic errors. Again, you know, there was, there was three or four times he's misjudged balls. For a big guy, he's not won anything in the air again. Um, and yeah, just just lazy challenges, uh, clumsy challenges. Um, and he's obviously been sent off for one in the second half. Again, I mean, that's that's just... So poor, really. I mean, we'll probably talk about that in a little while. But um, yeah, for me, from from what I've seen, I would I would just send him back. Um, I just I think his his confidence is really low. But um, you look at the players we've got coming back in. Obviously, Honoré say he's he's looking good. What from what I've seen of him, I think he comes out of all the games. Apart, well, yeah, actually, all the games with a lot of credit, despite the fact we've we've lost. Um, and even lost heavily at times. I think he's, he's looked good, and it would have been 
a lot heavier defeat without him. Uh, and then obviously we know what Maguire can offer um, when he's back as well, if he's fit. So, um, yeah, for me, he's, he's not good enough. Um, and I don't think it's, it's... I think that there's an issue as well that he doesn't look like he wants to be there. Um, and that's maybe because he's struggling a little bit and it's not going well for him. But, um, yeah, he's, if, he just just doesn't look like he wants to be there for me um, and it's it's a worry really because if, if any of the other two, well if the other two are out for a, for a length of time I just don't think he's up to it um, and the other one is, is Bideau I think I quite like the idea of, of him as a as a centre back um, but unfortunately in, in reality it just doesn't work out like it like it might on paper um, again doesn't win many in the air um, although he's comfortable on the ball he's, he's always got a mistake in him and between the two there's, there's just no we, we were told Corden was a bit of a leader at, at non-league level um, I've not seen that really and I think you've, you've got to have with Bideau I think he needs to be talked through the game quite a lot and told where to be I think there is a player in there but he needs someone alongside him to kind of coach him through it in that Steve Foster or, or Andy Crosby role and he's not got that, and unfortunately, those two together—it's just—it's—it's it's shocking, really. It's—it's um, it's an awful partnership, and the sooner the other two are back, the better. Is there an argument that what has gone on this week and the lack of training, anything, has played a part in that? I think maybe with Cordner um, looking a bit unfit, you know, we don't know. He, he may not—he's obviously not trained, um, and he may have been one of the ones that that were ill. We don't know. Um, what we kind of do know is his basic errors again at times. Um, I think it's, it's his attitude for me. It just, it just wasn't right today. Uh, and I think Tom knew he said that as well. I think he was yeah. spot on with his comments. Um, and that's a problem. I think you could kind of justify if he was a little bit off the pace, if, he, if he'd not been training. But some of the tackles he was making and, you know, they were just lazy and, he's just got to be better than that and I think if if he doesn't improve um, yeah he's just got to be sent back because he's just not, not good enough Well let's look at that second goal then as we say so it is from that free kick it's crossed into the box it's sort of hit up in the air and it seems to stay in the air for ages really doesn't it and you've got players looking up waiting and waiting and then Pierce comes in and he's not marked and he just gets a free editor and knocks it in and it's just there's one, two, three players around there nobody seems to be reacting to the situation it's not great, is it? Yeah, it's just, it's just the indecision, isn't it? And I think, as you said, I think nobody really wants to take responsibility. We we still sort of lack a leader at the back and think that's that kind of show. And I think, as you said, Matt, that Gardner was supposed to be a bit of a leader at non-league level. I think today probably was non-league level and we didn't really see that, did we, unfortunately? So I think it, it's it's just, yeah, lack of communication and complete indecision. But it's we've seen it so many times this season and, and really so many times over the past few years um, that it, sort of we're just used to it now aren't we really it's you kind of expect it there's going to be one of these sort of each game and we don't score enough to to to, to kind of allow that to happen so it's it's, it's really disappointing and I think that you know how on well, how do we how do we sort it out other than you know kind of rushing other players back and but I think the worry is that you know Cox was a centre-back wasn't he so he should be able to coach or kind of give these players tips that what on earth is going wrong as centre of defence and we can't play the goalkeeper for that can we really because as we said Watson's not there now so um, it, it, they, they need to sort it out fast but it's, it's kind of been a mainstay of the past two or three seasons that we, 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 we give away goals of such a soft nature and where really the, the opposition team doesn't have to create a huge amount of an opening or you know pull something off that's extraordinary really for them to score against us it's just they can by the by the time you know kind of play high up the pitch, um, apply a bit of pressure, and uh, you know inevitably one of our players is going to make a mistake and they're going to score. Well, I mean, it sums it up just in this game, really, doesn't it? When the fact that they've, you know three of their goals, two of them were penalties. Yeah, it's it's just poor defending, and the third one, obviously, um, well, just before the third one, there's that break from our free kick. Um, We've we've just got to do better with with when we've got possession of the ball, um, especially in you know free kicks in in their half, um, and within ten seconds we're nearly three one down, and it's I think that's the difference as well between um, a lot of teams I've seen this season and us. They seem to kind of turn defence into attack really quickly. Uh, unfortunately, we don't seem to have anyone that that can do that. I mean, 
that that in the second half, I think they had three or four players um, breaking, and um, it was a good save by Howard in the end. Obviously, kept us in it because I think if that one had gone in at that stage, they may well have gone on and, and got a couple more. Um, but yeah, it's just it's so poor that we can go from um, being in, on the attack and, and in a good position with a free kick to basically nearly conceding within ten seconds. I mean that that just shouldn't happen. Um, and then obviously the penalty that does come, um, Green. He's not a defender. He's not a fullback. He's been he's been asked to play that role today, kind of uh, wing back. And you wouldn't really want him in that area. And he's just he's gone in for it, trying to get the ball. And unfortunately, he's absolutely clattered the guy. No arguments. Clear penalty. Um, but that's what you get. You know, you've got a attack attack minded player making tackles in your own box. I mean, generally, it only ends one way, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, and actually, to be fair, apart from that, I think in this game and Exeter, I think there's been a, quite a lot asked of Green. I think generally he's stepped up to it, really. Um, let's, yeah, obviously, as we say, you've got, that's the third goal. That's the penalty, isn't it? It's quite late on. It's I think it's about 80 minutes, isn't it? And it seemed then that that was it, really. I think it did seem that that was that was going to be the game. They were going to go straight through. Uh, we get a little bit of luck. Uh, obviously, we've brought on some substitutes at this point. Kev's back on the pitch. We've got Jordan Harlem on the pitch as well. Um, their keeper. I don't really know what he's trying to do. He's not really, you know, he's not really any need for it. He's, he's sort of seeming to try and chip it to his centre back or play it out from the back. Um, Kev and Hallam, as I've just mentioned, they are pressing him. They are high up, so that's that's a positive. Um, Hallam intercepts it, he gets it, he does a little bit of a run, and then he passes it across and Kev's able just to put it in. So a few things here on this goal for me. I think, one, obviously, it's great that Kev's back on. I was a little bit concerned that maybe we're rushing it too much, that you know if he got injured in that game again, that would be absolute disaster. Uh, even though it was quite a simple goal, it was you know he was there, he put it in, so that's great. It's great another one for him. That, that'll give him confidence. That you know can give the team confidence. Uh, but I just let's let's just chat about Jordan Hallam because I think he's a player we do like. And even before that goal, he was he was doing fairly well when he came on. And it, yeah, it it seems when you watch it back, it's quite a simple goal. But he's in the right position. He picks it up, he takes it, and then for me, he will pass it across. You know, he, any, a player could have quite easily shot and, it, you know, keeper would have saved it, it would have gone wide. You know, if McAtee was in that situation, I could see him being one that would have tried to score it himself. But he cut it back to Kev and Kev was able just to put it in. And I think at that moment in the game, where it seems that it was gone, you know, it, it gave us the team a real burst of energy because from then till the end, and that, that includes the five-minute stoppage time, there was an energy and I thought we might have been able just to nick another one. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of shows, isn't it? despite the fact that they, they basically handed us a goal, um, we still weren't able to get anything out of the game against a non-league team. And, uh, you know, I think Hallam does well. He, he's not selfish, is he? And he, and he gives, puts it to Kevin and play. And I think that uh, yeah, we, we need these kind of players playing more games. I think Hallam's been massively... Um, unlucky with injuries hasn't he since we've, since we've brought him in obviously he was out for a long time last season I think he's, he's just come back from injury again hasn't he unless it was a COVID I'm not completely sure um, but <clears throat> you want, let's see more of him he, he obviously scored the goal against Carlisle and he took it really well um, and obviously you know for us to stay up these are the kind of players that are going to have to be fit and, and perform consistently and I think that you know the, the this what we've got to look to this season <clears throat> because despite how bad the squad is, there are sort of two, three, four players of of genuine quality, and if we can keep them fit and, and if they can perform to some level, we sh- you know they might give us a chance of staying up. Yeah, I mean you do worry with Hallam that he might be another Luke Williams because he's he's got a lot of talent. Obviously, um, we've seen that. I think he's got a real football in brain, and, and um, again, yeah, it was it was a good little pass across to Kev obviously kept his cool and uh, it was a yeah, decent pass across um, so I just hope that he's kind of got his injury problems behind him now because um, yeah from what I've seen of him I said it from day one he, look, he looks a good player so um, fingers crossed we can get him on the pitch more often um, moving forward but I think you're right Matt I think we, we, we do have um, enough if we can get them all on the pitch at the same time but that's, that is going to be a big issue Um it's, it's going to be an issue because of this season, just how it's panning out. Players are going to pick up injuries. Um, the pre-season wasn't as it normally would be. Um, it's been a bit stop-start. And even the fact that they've not been able to do 
much training or any training together and it, obviously they can maybe do some at home but um, any proper training for two or three weeks I think we're lucky actually we've not come out today with any injuries um, so yeah it's going to be a stop start season it's whether we can get these players on the pitch now um, together because you know if you can get Clark back you can get Maguire back then you've got kind of you're looking at who we've got going forward. I think Taylor looks a decent player on his day. I think, I think we need to get him involved more. Um, but he, he looks like he's got some quality. Gilead had a good game today. I thought he was, he was one of the only others, apart from, you know, I think Buttrode, maybe Green and, and Gilead played quite well. Easter, we've still got Easter there. Obviously, Kev, if we get Kev back and, and Hallam and McAtee, you've got some talented players there. So we should be creating chances. We should... Um, be scoring goals but it's the other end that worries me and I think the centre and midfield still we're, we're a little bit light we just give it away a little bit too much in there and I think it, sometimes teams cut through us too easily and then the defence obviously it's it's a big issue until until you get the others back so I don't, it's difficult because I think you know losing to a, a non-league side uh, in the manner we have as well I mean we got lucky with the with the um, the second goal so uh, the manner we've lost, it's it does feel like we kind of hit rock bottom. But hopefully, if you if you can get some of those players back, then we might start putting a bit of a run together. But the the problem is as well, you're looking at the league table, and I know it's still early days. I would rather have the points than the games in hand because you know we, we could have, I think we've got three games in hand, but you know you've got to win those games, and we've seen that. We've seen when it's when it's down to us, and when we were League One, and we were we thought we'd have enough, we thought we'd be able to get over the line and we needed just a couple of wins and we'll be all right and they never came and I think the danger is that we kind of get stuck in that rut again and the rot sets in I mean it's is it seven games um, in a row now we, we've lost so we need to turn these around pretty quickly and I think if we can get a win and, and get a couple of other players back then we might start moving up the table but uh, it's a big ask I think we still need some more players in um, and it, it sounds like there's been issues with, with the players that have been trying to get through the door and, and they've they've fallen through. So um, I think that that's an issue. And now you're looking at that pool of kind of out-of-contract players and obviously some of those have been signed up now elsewhere and, and that gets smaller and smaller. And, and then, you know, is January too late? It, it could well be in this case. We said, didn't we, at the start of the season that this, this was kind of the worst-case scenario for this squad that... You know, if we went a, f- a few games without a win and we had some bad results and, and we kind of didn't sort of like we didn't really know where the next win was coming from because there's such a lack of experience in the squad. Obviously, that's been improved a little bit now, but it's kind of the, the, the thought was that, you know, how do we pull ourselves out of it, given that the, the manager is, is relatively inexperienced as well? And I think we're kind of in that situation now, aren't we, really? And I think that we're the sort of the next month. You know, really, you've got to think it's going to be make or break for Cox. I'm, I'm not advocating we remove another manager because it's, in my my opinion, it's not the answer. And but you know, we're, we're seven losses on the bounce, and the, the next few games, if we don't win next month, sorry, this month, crash, we're going to be in a in an absolutely terrible position, aren't we? Really, um, but we're going to be bottom of the table, and and we're going to be like, what, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten losses in a row or something like that. This, Assuming we don't, if we carry on the form at the minute and, and there's nothing that I've seen that suggests that we can turn it around at the moment. I'd like to think we can because some of the players are coming back, as you said, you know, Hallam, Kev, etc. But there's no guarantee that in, in a couple of weeks, this month, there's going to be another sort of small COVID outbreak. We lose another couple of players. It could be Kev, even though he's coming back to fitness. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, such, it's such a kind of uncertain time at the moment that it's incredibly difficult for the club and I think that yeah I honestly think that this month will be make or break for Cox as as the Scunthorpe manager I think um, you're right in terms of we don't know what's going to happen with, with Covid if, if there's other outbreaks things like that and there is a chance that this season might get cut short again um, if we're in a situation where you know like last season we've got past Christmas We've not got any points on the board. We've not got many points down the board on the board. Then, then you are looking. You know, we, we could easily be relegated without without finishing the full season. Um, so, you know, there, there's so many things we've got to think about. Um, for me, I mean, I do feel sorry for Cox um, to an extent, but then I do think he he was well aware of, of the job when he took it. Um, I think it's very difficult though because, given. He's a scumthorpe lad and given he loves the club, things like that, it's very difficult for him to turn that job down. Um, he's probably been waiting for that one. Um, 
to come up and obviously came up in the summer and yeah I think I think he's always going to take it but it's it's a difficult one I think if he gets some players back in the next couple of weeks Saturday is a massive game I mean Old, Oldham's a massive game because they're they're not great and I think that's a must win for him really and I think if he doesn't win that one we've we've seen managers get sacked for less and I'm not saying it'd be the right decision um, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if something something does happen because we've seen it so many times before. Um, so yeah, it's a tough one and it's it's difficult because you know he wants to do well for the club. Um, Matt Lillis wants to do well for the club that they've got the, the club's best interest at heart. Um, but it's just not working at the moment, and there's there's so many reasons why. Um, obviously, there's been massive issues with, with Corona and. Yes, we've not had a good pre-season. Yes, we've had sort of two or three weeks um, off. And, and kind of before that, we were losing players with, with Corona and maybe should have had games called off. Um, that said, I think I think we've just got to be better. I think you made a good point earlier, Matt, about defensively um, not being good enough. And Cox was, you know, who's a good defender. And you're thinking if anyone could get the message across, Cox and Wilcox are the men to do that, really. But... Um, the fact that we're still making these mistakes week in, week out is, is really worrying. Um, and something's got to, got to give. Um, whether, whether we start picking up points, you know, hopefully we do. Um, you know, I'd like it to work for Cox. Obviously, it'd be, it'd be nice um, being a local guy as well. Um, but at the moment, if we carry on like this, I mean, he's only going to end one way. We've, we've, we've seen it um, with the last five or six managers. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting times and um, we've got to start picking up points sooner rather than later because we're, we're just going to get cut adrift. I think there's the South End, obviously South End are in a real mess as well. Um, you'd probably say at the moment with, with the facts and, and with, with the games we've seen and um, sort of what's going on off off the field at South End as well. You think, yeah, they're they're probably going to be in and around that bottom two for the majority of the season. So um, you're looking at who else uh, is going to be down there, and we've got to start picking up points against against some of these teams because we've played a lot of the top of the the division. There's no getting away from that. Yes, we've we played a lot of these teams that are, that are kind of in the top seven. Um, but we've got to start picking up the points against teams around us because if we don't do that, then that's when the real real problems start. And um, I think if if we don't win on Saturday, then yeah, the pressure is really going to be mounting. Well, we did have a question in about that, and uh, it's from Greg Shaw, and he's basically said, has COVID saved Cox's job for a couple more weeks? Given the circumstances, it looks difficult to make a change if Swan was leaning that way. And I, I would echo what you say there. You know, there is a lot of mistakes that you think, you know, it should be relatively straightforward to get them cut out. I think the caveat is COVID really though, isn't it? Because and yes, it's not an excuse, but like we were saying at the start, it must be incredibly difficult to, you know, get a game plan, get a team sorted when it can get to the day before or even the morning of the game before you even know which players are going to be available. And because of the size of our squad, because of the amount of just the amount of players we have, that's a lot of combinations that you could look for. So it, it might it must be hard to even you know, consider like a best case scenario team really in terms of how you're going to play for that weekend. Um, I think just moving forward, obviously we're talking about Oldham uh, next Saturday. We have actually got a game on Tuesday. It's in that, um, it's in the cup. It's the Johnson paint one. I think it's, I think it's called Papa John's now, isn't it? I think they changed the sponsorship, didn't they? Uh, It's against Mansfield. And I think, I know we can't go any further, can we? I think Mansfield might be out as well. I would say that that game actually is coming at a pretty ideal moment for us, considering the fact that it is, you know, relatively pointless. It, you know, we we can't do anything in that trophy. It does. It, we've got players coming back into the training tomorrow. Uh, you know, if the large part of that squad is back, the players that need game time, it's in a way, it's just a free hit, isn't it? You can get them on the pitch, get them the minutes in, you know, get a few on, you know, maybe substitutes later on that might have, you know, that could maybe need 30 minutes. I think that's a game that's going to help the management really. And it's, for me, it's come at the right time. It is. I mean, normally we, we don't really care about this competition, but yeah, you're right. It's come at the right time. Um, one of the other reasons, obviously we can't really arrange any, any other games. So 
it's just the league and, and any cup competitions that seem to be going ahead. No kind of behind closed doors or anything like that. So, um, yeah, on that basis, it, it's come at the right time and there's there's a lot of players that need to get some minutes under the belt. So um, we've got to use it wisely. I know there's there's obviously various rules that we've got to play a certain amount of players that, that I don't know. I don't know what the rules are the, this year. Um, but there's, there's definitely kind of... Um, we've got to play certain players, so... Well, it used to be, it used to be at least a couple of seasons ago that you had to play, I think, eight or nine of your, essentially your first-team players that played the last couple of games, didn't you? That used to be the rule anyway. I don't know if that's the case now, but I, yeah. I mean, I'd say, realistically, you'd, you'd expect a lot of them to be out there anyway. Yeah, um, so, yeah, whatever the ruling is, obviously, there's going to be some players that have to play. Um, there's others that, that we need to get minutes into. Obviously, Kev, uh, it'd be nice to get him a little bit more, whether he'll be able to last the 90 it's, it's a big ask coming back from that kind of injury. Um, but yeah, we, we do need to get some on the grass. Um, it doesn't really, I mean, both teams are out, I think, as, as far as I know. I think Mansfield are out as well. So nothing to play for, really. Um, but yeah, given the fact we can't get any other games on, it, it's ideal. Um, so yeah, get some, get some minutes into the lads. And then, as, as we've said, Saturday is the big one, really. And, and that's the one we need to be getting some points. That's, that's a real six-pointer. Um, we have had quite a lot of questions in. We could do one or two. We've actually covered a lot of it in just in the general discussion. Um, there's one here, maybe. Uh, who were these so-called championship regulars that were about to come in? Uh, unbelievable that we didn't spend that bit of money in the summer or two or three players. It's now looking like it's cost us our league status. I think that's in reference to Neil Cox's interview. You said earlier on, didn't you, Matt, that you know we tried to get a few in before the lockdown. And that uh, didn't quite happen. Yeah, well, I mean, this this is interesting because apparently... Um from what I've heard that one of them, at least one of them was agreed. I'm not sure on, on who it was, but um, obviously the, the club going into lockdown has, has delayed that somewhat and uh, maybe he's got a different offer elsewhere. I presume it's down to money. It sounded like Cox was um, saying that they came back and you know, the, the money they were asking for was just out of the budget. So um, maybe they've been offered elsewhere um, and, and decided that's that's the best place to go. And to be honest, if you're a player um, out of contract, I think eventually they are going to have to kind of lower the wage demands um, if they want a club because, you know, I think a lot of them, Cox was saying a lot of them still wanting the same money as last year and a lot of clubs just can't afford that. Um, but having said that, I think if the club were kind of desperate to get players in, um, could that deal have been done? Obviously, the club had to shut down and, and they shut the training ground and that, that was health and safety and I, I completely understand that. But could that deal have been done away from Glanford Park, for example? Um, potentially, I don't know. I don't know I don't know the logistics behind the, these kind of things. But um, for me, I, th- I think it comes down to money at the end of the day. Um, and it's it's one of these because I think if, if the money had been spent in the summer um, and you look at some of the players we, we've brought in, so... I can think of a few. So Mooney obviously gone out on loan. Turan, who I thought he was promising that first game, but since then, you know, he, he can't hit cow's ass with a banjo. Um, <laughs> and then even Loft, obviously, again with Loft, he had that one good game and, and he's been poor since. And Jarvis, you, you look at those four, that, that wage that, you know, we, we spent whatever we, we're paying each of them, surely we could have got one experienced player in or, or at least you know, a part of that wage to an experienced player in the summer. Instead, we've got kind of Jarvis, who's having to play because we've got no one else. Um, Loft, who's been in and out, whose his performances have been diabolical. And Mooney, who we've loaned out because the manager doesn't fancy him. So um, I think we've shot ourselves in the foot not doing the business in the summer. Um, and now we've kind of been held to ransom because, because players know we're desperate. And I think when the window was open, it wasn't just the players, it was teams that we were trying to get players from. That were that knew we were desperate and bumping the price up. So yeah, it's it's one of those. I think I think it's um, it's all of our own making, really. Um, the the issues we've got, um, and yeah, it looks like they've they've gone elsewhere, and there's no one else lined up. And and as I said earlier, sort of that pool of players that are out of contract um, is getting smaller and smaller. And as well, you know, it's going to take them even longer to get up to speed because they're that far behind now. You know, months and months, they've not been in training, they've not kicked a ball. Um, 
it's going to take a month to get up to speed. And is that really what we need at the moment? I don't think so. Well, that's uh, what we've seen from Brown, isn't it? And, and perhaps the mistake he made today is, is, is even though these players, they may, they may come in, it's going to take time for them to be fit to get match, the kind of match sharp. So we've wasted so much of the season. Um, we must have known, mate, that eventually we were going to need some fucking experienced players to stay in the league. And, and Christ, why has it only dawned on the club at this point? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not good enough, is it? And, and the stakes are high at the moment, really, because it's our league status we're talking about. Uh, sorry to cut in, but I just think that, you know, if we go down, the, the one thing that the, 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 the biggest factor in our demise this season, assuming we go down or that we have a terrible season, is the recruitment in the summer. Without a doubt, what else would you pin it on? Because it was so bad and, and because we, we, we signed players, you know, like Mooney, who was deemed not good enough to even sit on the bench in League Two. Why did we sign him? You know, Loft, hit and miss. You know, I don't think he's that bad, but he's clearly not that good either. And Turan as well. Jarvis, not great. You know, it's these players that we've brought in on a wing and a prayer. For some reason, somebody's looked at him and thought, yeah, he looks all right. Get him in, it'll be fine. You know, not kind of foreseeing that after a few games, they're not up to it. The manager's not think, thought they're good enough. And then at the same time, it ties the manager's hands behind his back in terms of bringing in players that he might need to keep us up because of the financial restrictions that's been levied on because of these players. As you said, Matt, these four players, if they weren't here, we might have been able to bring in what, one experienced player and maybe you know a player that's good enough to kind of perform at this level because at the minute, at least three of these players that we're talking about. I'm, I'm going to say Loft, yes or no, um, because I've seen good things from him. But the other three, Jarvis, at the minute, Mooney, we're not, we won't see him all season unless we have a real, like, real bad injury crisis. And, and Turan, you know, it, it, we signed him. Why did we sign him? Yeah, look at the goal scoring record. It's terrible. I mean, I, I realise that sometimes that you do take a punt and it, and it, you know, kind of comes off because look at Sharp, you know, his, his goal score record wasn't amazing when we brought him in, but you know, obviously it worked for him. But I mean that's one in a million, isn't it? It's not gonna happen again. The, so, the thing is with that though, with with Sharp, for example, you were bringing him into a decent side with a lot of experience. And yeah. now well, absolutely we're take, taking punts on four or five players and throwing them into a shit team and expecting, you know, to develop them. And unfortunately it's very difficult to develop five or six players at once in a very poor team. Um, in isolation, maybe we've, we've signed a couple of decent players who in a better team would, would come on and, and be a lot better signings. But at the moment, you're looking at it and, and it's just not working. So, um, yeah, that, that's it for me. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, whether we can kind of find anyone else to come in to, um, to give us a bit of help. But again, I'm not sure it's going to work because, you know, as we've said, they're going to be that far behind. Is it really worth it? I think the flip side to this, and this is the last point, I think, uh, that somebody sent in, and we have briefly discussed this already, but we talk about that team, you know, uh, yeah, it's an incredible um, ask to bring in, you know, five or so inexperienced players, put them all in the same side and expect it to work. You know, it's, it's not going to work, is it? Of course it isn't. But that team also is sort of there if we can and i'm talking about the players that are not yet in the starting lineup and this is this uh, comment that we've had in it says if we get a win and those players back do we think we can turn this around to get mid-table the likes of a fit hallam of kev of Magai, of manny of brown howard clark would surely give us a big chance personally i do but that win needs to come soon and i think that's the thing isn't it, it i mean Will we get them all in the same team at once? Who knows with the injury and with the rate that players can you know, be in and out of the squad due to isolation and things like that. But that squad that we're talking about that we need, is it not there? Is it not there in that set of players? You know, and then when you've got the likes of those players starting with the Maguire, with Manny, you know, Brown, Clark, Howard there, you know, there is a bit more experience. You could then maybe, with Gilead as well, I'd throw him into that mix and Kev up front if he's fit as well. You could then maybe afford to have, you know, one or two or three more experimental players, if you like, because you've got that solid basis around you. I mean, I, I think for me, I, I agree with this comment. If, if those players are fit, if they're all starting together, I think we have a chance. But it's a hell of an ass to get all of them on the pitch at once at this current season. It's a good comment, actually. And, and I think 
just you know to a certain extent it is it is completely correct i'm not sure about mid table uh, a couple of places above the relegation zone is, is what we can maybe achieve but i think that That'll you're do. looking at well i mean that 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 will be enough um but looking at the players we're talking about there you know absolutely care you know i'm, I'm personally still not convinced with my guy you know he's is he as good as we're saying he is? We didn't see that much of him. You know, granted, he's probably better than what we've got at the minute, but by by what margin? I think that, you know, Clark, let's be honest, he's only going to play two or three games this season. It's it's, it's unbelievable that we even signed him again. And and, and it's, again, it's it's another kind of, it's kind of a, a damning symptom of the you know, absolutely shocking recruitment policy in the summer that the, the club ran with. And I think that, you know, to an extent, yes, Kev, you know, I mean, Issa, does he even want to be here? Gilead, yes, he's obviously one of our better players. Um, but but still, yes, we should. They, these players should be enough to make sure that we don't go down. I mean, mid-table is probably too much, but I think, you know, a few places above the relegation zones is what we can realistically hope for now. And I think that we we, we are playing catch-up, though, with this because, obviously, you know, we've brought Brown back in. It's going to take him a while to get up to speed. Kev, taking a while to get up to, up to speed. If Clark ever comes back, it's going to take him a while to get up to speed. And so we're kind of... We're waiting for that kind of perfect window to get results. So you're waiting for these players to come back, kind of supplemented by some of the players you know, that are all right, but they should be able to bring kind of points in based on the quality of the few players we're looking to. But it, the, the main thing is, is, you know, can Cox put that jigsaw together in the time window that he's got to bring the points in when we need it? I'm not convinced he can. And I think we'll leave it there then. Like I say, thank you very much for sending all the comments in. It's it's a big time, isn't it, for the club at the minute? I think that's you know it's where we are right now. Uh, obviously, we'll have a look on Tuesday, see which players are able to come back, see which who gets match fitness, and then I guess see where we are next Saturday against Oldham. So we will be back next weekend for another episode review in that particular week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for bearing with us while we haven't had an episode out in the last couple of days. Uh, we are hopeful that a few in conversations are going to be coming up soon we've got a few of those lined up we've done the documents and everything like that so we're just waiting to record them and then they'll be out as well uh so thank you very much for listening to this and we'll see you next week at tiger self-storage we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements we care about our clients and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk